Welcome to Your Mental Breakdown, the podcast where you get to follow along with the client in real therapy sessions. And you'll hear two licensed psychotherapists, that's us, breaking it down afterwards. So you get a look behind the curtain. This week, we talk about the routine and containment of going to a therapist's office as a physical space, not just a virtual room. And in the session, Drew reveals that he and his girlfriend just broke up and Doug helps him process it. In the breakdown, we talk healing and dealing with breakups, including some of our own experiences. Stick around. I am Doug Friedman. And I am Meredith Levy. And this is Your Mental Breakdown. The podcast. What's going down? You know, just living the quarantine life. And stuff's reopening right now. It's been reopening for a little while. When we think of that. I am hesitant. I, I am excited and I can't wait to go sit in a restaurant and be served. And I'm also <laughs> not going to go yet. I'm going to see what happens. Watch everyone else go for a few weeks and right. then see if there's another wave or if the numbers go up. And also I read you have to have your mask on while you're not eating in the restaurant. Interesting. So like until your food gets sit in, sat in front of you, you have to have your mask on. Not like in between bites. No. Like while you're chewing, put your mask back on. No, but that'd be amazing. Yeah. Cause then you could chew with your mouth open and it wouldn't matter. Ooh, I do that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm, a, I don't know. I, I want a little more, the, I want someone else to go be the guinea pig. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I'm conflicted. And I, I think what some people are having now is the anxiety of having to go back to work. Uh-huh. Just having been out of practice for a couple of months or not wanting to do it. I mean, we've established a new routine right now for better, for worse. So switching it up is another adjustment, right? You're not wrong. And especially when it comes to therapy. I mean, I definitely have clients who are like, this is lovely. I don't have to deal with traffic. And I'm like, (laughs) I get it. For me, I sit at the same place all day and everyone comes to me, you know? Sure. But I think it just depends on the situation. I think some things, it's good that we now know that the world can function, even if we can't get to certain places in some areas. And also it'll be nice to also get human energy again. Yeah. You know, there's something as a client myself that I like about going to therapy, like Uh on the drive to my therapist's office, I get my mind clear. I think about sometimes what I want to talk about, or sometimes I'm even anxious about something and I'll try to work it out or I'll just acknowledge it and go, okay, we're bringing this in the room. Uh You know, there's something about that routine and that contained space that I really like. Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. That's twice I've been not wrong. (laughs) I'm on a roll. (laughs) Speaking of not wrong, you've been working on your geography lately, haven't you? I sure have, guys. Listen here. (laughs) Uh, Doug uh, posted on our website this little, this link to a map that you can sort of click on the name of the state and then click on the shape. Where it goes. I have seriously improved and not nearly enough. <laughs> I maybe am up to like 15. You've, got, you've gone up from six? You've gone up I from up, six now? I, I went up from six to 
probably at least 15, maybe 20 on a good day. Some of wow, the, some of them are good luck. Like if I got 25, it's cause I got lucky. I just like guessed. If you're at 16, I would say that's not half bad, which it's not. It's worse than half bad. No, I know. better than half bad. It's more bad than half bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's not great. I'll tell you that much, but you know, it's an improvement and that's really what matters. I now, I recently found out that Indiana is right below Michigan. Who the fuck knew that? Everybody in Indiana and Michigan. <laughs> sure. But what about the rest of the country? Did you guys know that? I did not. I thought Indiana was way more West. I knew where Michigan was, is, because my mom was born in Michigan. So I know it from all the lakes that are right there. So was mine. Really? What? Shut the front door. O-M-G, Doug. What part? I'm not saying it on here. Why? Because <laughs> someone might go hunt down your ancestors? Near, near-ish Detroit, outside Detroit. Um, mine was the UP, in the Upper Peninsula of oh, oh, oh. right near Canada, where it's real, real... Cold. Cold and interesting. Boring? No, it's just... Tiny. It's just a tiny, tiny. Mm. Sure, I'm related to everyone in that town. <laughs> you know, it's funny is, yeah, I don't think that you really watch football. I don't. But hearing of all the rivalries in like football teams, especially, like I didn't have any idea that some of these states and places were so close to each other. Like I think the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings hate each other, like rivalry. And when Brett Favre, you've probably heard that name, went from the heard. Packers to the Vikings, that was such a big deal. Like, oh, because geographically, I think they're pretty close to each other. Oh, look at that. Right? Again, who knew? Who knew? I guess everybody over there. Speaking of not knowing, who knew? <laughs> yes. So the episode that we're going to hear. Oh, yeah. They're about to hear something that... <laughs> It's funny because there's there's a, you hear it, he literally walks in and that's the first thing that he says. So I know. we won't give you the spoiler so you can hear it for yourself. The who knew? I think we all knew something was building and getting to a point and it did. And if you're, if you're just joining us, Drew has been going through some issues with his girlfriend, some trust issues. He very recently put in his two week notice at work. I think his last day was just about to come up. He has to find a new apartment as well. So he's got a lot of change going on. Listen up and hear about some more potential change in his life. We'll be back. Bye for now. Me and girlfriend broke up on Monday, oh. which is a quick 180. And uh, I'm just like, I'm devastated. You know, yeah. absolutely devastated. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What happened? Tell me about it. You know, like Friday, I was like, I didn't get to see you at all. I haven't seen you in a while. And you're going to New York this week. And so I was like, I'd really like just to spend a day like of, of hanging out and like just chilling, you know? She was like, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And like I was getting ready to go to bed and friend came over and she's like, okay, like we're going to go. Like, I'll see you in a little bit. I was like, cool, like have fun. And um, like during that day, I was really like, you know, like if guys are going to this, like, I'd really like to go. Like we haven't really gone out lately and like, mm. I'd like to be there, you know? And uh, she's like, no, it's just a, it's a girl's night. Like we're all just hanging. Like it would be weird if you came and we were the only guy there. And I was like, I understand that. Like, no worries. Go up with your girls. Like I'll see you when you get home. 
And right when Fred got there, she was on like a speakerphone talking to a guy. Hey, where you at? What are you doing? Where should we go? That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so I texted her and I'm like, I thought you said this was a girl's night. Like, what? What? And I was like, I think I'm just going to go home. Like, go have fun. But like, I, I can't. I don't want to be here right now. And uh, so she comes back in, the, in, the, in like the bedroom and was like, are you sure you're okay? Like, I feel so bad. Like, I didn't know. Like, that kind of thing. And I was like, no, like, don't worry about it. Like, go have fun. I don't want to ruin your night. Like, just go enjoy it. Like, but you weren't okay. No, not at all. You know, she's like, please stay. Like, I'll see you in a little bit. Like, please stay. Please stay. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll stay. And then right when they left, I like grabbed all my shit. And like, I, I like went home and I told her, I was like, I'm going home. And I can't be here right now. Why not? I just wasn't comfortable there. You know, like emotionally, I just wanted to go home and, and be with my roommate and like, just be and not have to worry about seeing her in a couple hours. So I went home and then um, I couldn't sleep at all. So I went back over there the next morning and I was like, that really didn't make me feel good. Like, I don't trust that. You know, I trust you, but I don't trust that. Mm. I want to trust you, but I don't trust you. Yeah. And that just is what it is. Yeah. I don't trust you is what really what you're saying. Right. I don't like this. And like, that doesn't make me feel good. And so we got kind of like in an argument about it. And like, we, we were okay. Like she was hung over. So she slept most of the day. Yeah. And like, it was like a weird like elephant in the room. You know, I woke up and I was like, all right, like, can we please like go to the beach today? Like, can we just go like the zoo? I don't care what we do. Like, let's just go hang out. And she's like, oh, well, I was supposed to go hang out with a friend. And I was like, you know, like, it's just really not fair to me. Like, that you're going to completely blow me off this whole weekend, especially, like, this is a reoccurring thing. And so I, like, got out of bed, and I just started packing all my shit up, because I basically lived there. And so I started grabbing all my clothes, putting them in trash bags, like, just grabbing everything I could. And we, like, talked for a couple hours, and we kind of came to the conclusion. She was like, I love you. I just can't be with you right now. And, like, I was like, why? Like, what does that mean? You know, like, does that mean not right now? Does that mean, like, we have a hope for the future? Does that mean that you just don't want to be in a relationship? Do you want to go out and party and not have to worry about what you're doing? You know, like that, that's the kind of stuff I was asking her. I was trying, cause I was trying to figure out why. And uh, she was like, no, 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 it's, it doesn't have to do with like, a guy or like me wanting to go see other people. It's just like right now, she said, I can't be in a relationship. And I was like, okay, it's fine. But what does that mean for me? You know, does that mean that I need to let go and completely just like forget about you? Or does this mean that we're going to talk again? Or does this mean that like you just need a break, you know? And so then I came back yesterday, you know, and I kind of walked into that, like hoping that we could like resolve it and like figure out what we wanted to do. What would resolving it be? I think like, like deep down, I know right now, like I think we both need a break. Mm-hmm. you know and like as much as I don't want to accept that and I like I want what I want but I know what I want isn't what I need right now I just think that you know it was a complete 180 you know and that's what's fucking me up so I know I love you I'm just not 100% in this and it's not fair to me for me to be in it and she's not right and I was like I get that and like, I appreciate that but like that doesn't mean that I just want to say goodbye you know, like, after all of this, like, how are we just going to not ever talk again? Blocked her on social media. I blocked her number. You know, she can't contact me type of thing. Hmm. Um, Why'd you do that? Because she was texting me yesterday while we were at work, like, just nonchalant. Like, everything was fine. And, like, I'm not fine. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just couldn't do that. And, like, I, I was saying bye to everybody because yesterday was my last day. 
so I was uh, I was walking around saying bye, getting hugs, and like I was thinking about it. I was like, I shouldn't say bye to you here, you know, like I'm gonna cry, and like I don't want people to like know, like, especially on my like last day, like, it doesn't make sense. And um, and so like we were talking, and I was like, well, like, I want to say goodbye. I was upset. So I was like, I'm still fucking emotional about this. Like this just happened and like this is destroying me right now. And she was like smiling and like everything was fine and like completely normal, you know? And um, you know, like I gave her a hug and like I squeezed tight and she didn't, that kind of thing. Like there's a lot of questions, but there's like a lot that I know that I don't wanna know. You know, I know that mm. like in my heart of hearts, I know like right now is not the time for us to be together. Like, I'm starting over again. You know, a new job, my girlfriend, looking at a new spot to live. Like, I'm just completely starting ground zero again. I want to talk to her and I want to figure things out, but I know that now is not the right time. I just need to give her space. But, like, that's the hardest part for me. Because mm-hmm. I, I can't, like, I'm really bad at giving people space like that. Especially when she tells me she still loves me. You know, it's sure. like, if you still love me, then, like, let's talk. You know, like, let's figure this shit out and, like, Tell me what you need. And she just won't. You know, she just, she just won't. Yeah. It's always hard. Yeah. You know, break up. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like she died, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it goes back to not having control over it. The abandonment, mm-hmm. the uncertainty and not knowing. And all of those things that are scary as fuck. Yeah. And overwhelming when I'm faced with it all, especially when you don't get to prepare for it. And even if you did know, it's going to leave a hole, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's still going to feel like an abandonment, an uncertainty. Yeah. I even like think I saw this coming, you know, because I, I started like almost preparing myself of like, I know this isn't a forever thing right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I started feeling that. I guess my hard part is just like mentality wise is like everybody that I get close to leaves to a certain extent. Uh, on either I'm not talking to them anymore. It's just not the way I want it to be. It just hurts so bad that she just left, you know, and I, I don't blame her. You know, I, I would rather her go figure her shit out and be happy and let me start healing and figure it out. But it's like, like, this is just like another thing in my life where it's like everybody leaves at some point. Okay. Yeah. It feels that way for sure. It's that snowball is that avalanche of things down that ski trail. That's all we get. That's all we feel. Everything. Everybody leaves me at some point. Well, that's not true. It feels true right now. Right? Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I can tell you right now aren't going to land because you're heartbroken. And that sucks. We need to honor that before anything else. I will tell you some things, like I said, won't land right now, but you will be stronger for this. Right? You will be okay. You will have intimacy in your life again. You will have a wonderful, healing, deep relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it will be amazing. And you will be communicative and expressive and reciprocating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. All those wonderful things. Doesn't mean shit right now because you're feeling heartbroken. Yeah. You got to be careful with that because we're going to make something true that's not because it's very familiar. We've been down there before. I've been hurt before. And if I roll it up into this, thing that I recognize and thing that I remember, then I'm almost protected in a way because I've, I've done that, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's what we've known. That's what we've been through. That's that's a narrative that we have that's not necessarily accurate, mm-hmm. but you know it so well. Everyone leaves me. We'll go down that trail and we'll feel like shit. And 
you get some of that for sure because you need to feel all the feelings, all mm-hmm. the thoughts that are going to arise, all the feelings that are going to come up. Yeah, that can be there. That's part of the process. Yeah. We will process this. Yeah. I said it early on. Say it again. I got you. You know, I'm not going anywhere. And it's not because of who I am. I see you smiling. Mm -hmm. It's not because of who I am. I could be any fucking therapist. You know, it doesn't matter. (laughs) What matters is you. You're the one that's going, I'm showing up. I'm processing through this. I'm going to do this work and look at these things. Mm -hmm. I'm just a vehicle to help you with that. Mm -hmm. So the strength is really coming from you, not me. I don't know that you feel that. You do a little bit because I saw you smile, Mm -hmm. right? But again, right now, yeah, you're heartbroken. I don't care what we say, what we do. You're going to walk out of here. And you still have a girlfriend that's not your girlfriend that's now in New York. Then you're feeling lonely and alone and shattered. And what do I do? Yeah, that's going to happen no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think my my fear right now is like, I'm in the unknown. And, um, you know, every time, not that I've had a lot of times, but in the times that I have gone through a breakup, I instantly, like, the next day I'm with somebody else, you know, whether, mm-hmm. like, physically or emotionally. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, it was, it's crazy. Like, yesterday, my ex-girlfriend hit me up. A girl I used to work with hit me up. Out of the, like, out of the blue, I haven't talked to these girls in, in years. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and, like, five different girls were like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know, so, like, my first mentality is, like, cool, I can go back on this horse. Like, I'll be fine. You know, I just need mm-hmm. to, get through it and then I can I can get over that hump and, and and be okay. Right. And like my fear with that is like I'm not giving her a chance. You know, but I also don't want to play myself. And I don't want just because I'm in love with her doesn't mean she's in love with me. The unknown where I'm at right now and you know I just don't like I'm in a lull. Like I, it's I'm just not motivated. I don't want to do anything. I just Yeah. All of that's understandable. And it's interesting because a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. you were saying to me, maybe we need some time apart. Maybe I should step away while I'm doing this thing. And you were at that point ready to really commit to yourself, mm-hmm. right? So much so that you were like, I can step away from girlfriend now and just commit to myself. Right. Because now she's kind of ripping away from you. It doesn't feel like we have that choice, right? right? Yeah. It's being done to us and it's going to hit that place in us that makes us think it's our fault. You're going to be trying to bargain with it and trying to make it okay somehow and lose sight of, I know I'm okay. I'm not okay, but I know I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Deep down, I know you know this, but you're also hurt right now. Right. And it just sucks. Yeah. I don't know if you saw read the, the books I've given you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read both of them, and, yeah. and it's funny mm. because... Uh, like in the missing piece one, you know, he finally finds his missing piece, but it wasn't the right one. And then it's the butterfly. Right. That was flying on its own. I also feel like we stopped rolling. I never want to be the guy that like holds her back from like doing anything she wants because I love her for her. I don't want, like we talked about, I don't want her to be me. Like that's not fun. I also need a certain level of intimacy and, and have her give me something back emotionally. I've wanted so bad just for her to sit down and open up to me that I've tried to give her time to do that, but that's not who she is. And and so I've been like holding on to hope of like, maybe one day she'll trust me enough to like tell me what's going on with her. Is that about you or about her? I think it's both. 
I don't understand the her not opening up or talking, you know, and like even over the last couple of days, like I did the majority of talking. At one point I was like, I'm not talking anymore. You can tell me how you feel. Right. Even just the, the way you're talking about it now. Yeah. Almost has a flavor of if I had been better, then she would have trusted me more and opened up more. Yep. If I had just done this or just been like this or not done this or not been like this. Mm-hmm. It's something we recognize so much when we want reality to be different yeah. than it is, and we don't accept that it's different, and then we find the fault because we're looking for it, like mm-hmm. the red car, white car. Where's the fault? Mm-hmm. And the first place we find it is going to be ourselves. Well, and Yeah, I did. You know, I was like, I shouldn't have opened up to you the way I did. You know, I brought her in like, a lot of like my dark shit that I just, I just don't think I should have. You know, and um, why? Because it's a lot. You yeah, know, it's a, it's a lot to handle day in day out, and I think that speaks more to what I need than than what I don't need. What do you need? Somebody that can give me the emotional support when I'm there, you know, and talk yeah. back to me and and give me change that mindset, you yeah. know. And and I'm not saying that I need to rely on her wholeheartedly for that. You called it support, not reliance. Yeah. And and like as my other, my significant other, like I think that is part of their role. I was getting excited of like how much I loved her, you know, and like I future trip, you know, and I might say like, yeah, I can't wait to marry you. But like I'm thinking 10, 15 years from now. Right. But I say that and she thinks I'm thinking next week. I think she's scared. I think she's really scared of commitment. There's some revisionist history. You're going to remember certain things a certain way, mm-hmm. right? There's there's a consistent narrative and a consistent story. Yeah, which is remind me again how how was her work about your relationship? They didn't care for a relationship. But we didn't tell anybody. We didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how was her dad? Yeah, didn't tell him. Right. Yeah. Was that because you weren't good enough? You didn't do better. Right. No. No. What was it? I think she's stuck in that I don't want to tell people I have a boyfriend. For her own reason. Right. Which has little, if anything, to do with you. Mm-hmm. And it's her thing. You know, and there's going to be a part of you between now and the next time I see you that's going to run through all the things you hated about her. Yeah. That's what I've been trying to do. Yeah. Of course. It's easier. Oh, yeah. I mean, for things to end badly, mm-hmm. it's easy. Man, I said that I was like, just fucking start yelling at me so I can walk out of here and be mad at you. Nobody ever really teaches us what goodbye is. Right. There's nothing good about goodbye. It's a, it has to be a bad bye, mm-hmm. an abandonment in some way, if something went wrong or some you know clash of some kind or yell at me or something, because then it's bad. Then there's a reason to leave. Right. We don't practice what goodbye really is. Yeah. When we say it, it's usually like, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll see you next time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying goodbye. I'll see. Like I, that's what like the last thing I said to her was, I'm not saying goodbye. I'll see you later and I love you. You and know? We have no experience with goodbye. To end something in a good way doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Even when we have it, it's still hard because mm-hmm. it's ending a relationship or something. Remember a dog that I loved of mine had for 13 years. He was he was my boy. He was my guy for yep. everything. Yep. You know, everything. I could I could talk for another hour about him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Easily. I have one of those. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And 
you know, when he came to his end, it came pretty quickly and we saw it. We didn't want him to suffer. And we, we had somebody come to the house and we put him down. Mm-hmm. And it was beautiful. That morning we like, went for a nice walk. He chased after a squirrel, mm-hmm. played with a toy we had just got him. He hadn't played with before. Yeah. Jumped on the couch and then waited for the vet to come. And my friends came over to it was nothing but love and hurt. It was beautiful and horrible. And that was a goodbye. Yeah. Sometimes when we look for closure, we're looking for something that keeps it open, keeps it going. Mm-hmm. We don't really want closure because we don't know how to say goodbye very well because it's painful. Yeah. Think of that. I think this is one of those where it's like a goodbye and like it is beautiful. And like, you know, like I had a great year. You know, we experienced a lot together and like it's stuff that I'll like remember forever and like I'm different now because of her. I just don't want to say goodbye. You know, and that that's where I'm at. I know I need to and I know that uh for right now, like that's where we're at. It's never gonna be the same if we do get back together. I don't know, but I don't think I can ever open up to her the way I have. You know, just now that this is like in my head and and maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's different when I do see her, but you know, like I I can never with her opened up the way I did and share the things I did. And, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, it's a good thing because I did do a lot for her and not very much for myself. And I think I realized that as much as I don't want to thinking that way, it's like, I did sacrifice a lot of what I wanted to do just to be there for a night and how I wanted to be. Right. And I wanted to be in a relationship where like, it's easy and I can still do what I want to do and have that fit together, not have to drop everything for her. You know, I'm better today than I was yesterday, and I was better yesterday than I was the day before that. But, um, you know, I'm still in that raw, emotional, just fuck state. You know, I'm really hoping by, like, this time next week, I can actually, like, rationally think on what I really want. Because, you know, I I don't want to get back in a relationship either where it's, like, I had problems on my end, too, that I didn't even think about because I was so blinded by all of it. That, like, now we're here and it's like, is this what I wanted? You know, like, like I love her. She's amazing. But on a relationship standpoint, on on my other person type of deal, it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that was the right one. You know, and, like, that sucks. I'm an all or nothing type of person. And so it's like the fear right now is, like, having to say goodbye completely and not having my best friend in my life anymore. And, like... Times change, things come and go, you know, I get that, but like, I'm just not ready for it. I'm just not. That's okay. You don't have to be. Time will help. Yeah. You might feel a lot better one day and the very next day a lot worse. We've talked about the pendulum swinging and how just things just kind of find their center. Mm -hmm. You will find your center. And like I said to you before, I'll say it again. I'll say it next week too. You will be stronger for this. You even know this. Like, I had a great year. A lot of growth. Grateful for her for that in my life. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. And it's horrible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's no other way to say it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was beautiful. And horrible. And I can't change it. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. Quoting you on that, yeah. 20 minutes ago, you were saying, well, I should have done this. If I did have done this, uh, I shouldn't have opened up that much. I shouldn't have done that. Nothing you can do is her. Yeah. Right? For whatever reason and whatever stuff she has to work through, 
that she might someday, mm-hmm. but she wasn't giving you what you needed in a relationship. And you and I, at some point, not right now, we'll look at, well, what is it that we do need from a relationship? Am I asking too much or do I need, do I need to fill this on my own? And then, okay, good. We'll figure that out. That's, I think, in stronger times. Yeah. Right now, all you know is she's gone. It will start to get a little bit better. Yeah. And a little worse. And a little better. That's how it works. Yeah. Right? I just, you know, I can't sleep. I can't eat. can't do anything. And it's just like, like this isn't me. You know, I've, I've had people walk out of my life. I've had shit happen, but I've never felt like this. What is this? I think it's a choice. You know, I've always had the choice to walk away. This, I don't. You know, this is her choice, and I have no control over that. I've always had the choice to walk away. Yeah. Get myself out of the situation. Yeah, with girlfriends. You know, like my brother, that's not really my choice. But, like, he's never been my best friend. You know, he's never been a huge part of my life the way she is. And I guess the hurt really comes from, like, I mean, I asked her a couple days ago if she was okay. You know, I looked her right in the face. Hey, I can tell something's up and you're good. You know, and she looked me right back, gave me a kiss. Everything's fine, baby. Don't worry about it. You know, and it's like, it's a trust thing. You know, this is the first time somebody's really lied to me like this and told me one thing and then woke up one morning and it was all gone. Just like that. It might be... With time and perspective, you look back, and it's not just the one lie that she just told. Right. It was, I was overlooking some things, and some things I saw and chose not to listen to. Mm-hmm. She was not reciprocating the intimacy and vulnerability that you put out there. Right. And it doesn't feel good. You feel invalidated. That's not how you wanted to be in a relationship. Yeah. And a lot of other things were good, so we overlooked some of that. Right? Yeah, I think I overlooked a lot of things. A lot of these were her issues. Mm-hmm. She needs to work out. I'm working on mine. Mm-hmm. There's a definition of love that I love, and it's, paraphrasing it, it's the dedication to yours and another's personal growth. Yeah. And it has to be reciprocated. Yeah. So you being dedicated to your own mm-hmm. and to hers, mm-hmm. and she needs to be dedicated to her own and to yours. Yeah. And I can see it from your perspective. You were dedicated to yours, of course. When you're coming here, you're looking at these things, you're working on stuff. Yeah. I think you were dedicated to hers too, but there was a block. Yeah. Because she wasn't dedicated to her own. Yeah. I don't need that. Again, I think I said this before, but everything happens for a reason, you know, and time means everything. And it's just wild that this week is that week. But I I knew this was coming. I saw this coming. At least this is going to allow me to go do what I want to do. Like, I can be at the office until 10 o'clock at night and not, not have to worry about that. I would way rather it be, I want her in my life to support me in this new adventure. But I know if this didn't happen, it wouldn't happen soon. This feels worse and more raw because it's the one that's right here right now. Right. For sure. Right. And it's almost never a good feeling. Mm-hmm. It's never a good feeling. No. I mean, sometimes when you frame it as, yes, I can work till 10 o'clock at night. I can just focus on me and do my own thing. And when you hit that place, mm-hmm. I'll go, great. Let's, let's hold this, take a snapshot of this. Yeah. Because in a, in a good relationship, you're still able to do all that. Right. That's being independent. Yeah. And if you have someone else who's independent, together you can be interdependent. There's no codependent. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and it's funny you use the word independent because that's kind of where we both were. 
you know, she was like, I just need to be independent for a while. I feel like we, we rely on each other too much. And like, you need to go find out who you want to be too. And then, you know, I've, all I do is work and hang out with her. And like, I've never really explored what I want to do. That's becoming much more of a reality, whether I like it or not. Like, again, everything happens for a reason. And I know good will come from this. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't want to go through it right now. I just don't. Yeah. It sucks. Beautiful and horrible. I will almost always correct clients and they go, oh, God, everything sucks right now. Everything really going. Yeah. Rarely do we get hit with so many things at the same time. But you have a job that just, just ended, mm-hmm. a relationship that just ended, an apartment that's just ending. Yeah. Those are the, <laughs> the three biggest things in our lives. Right. And all of them are completely <laughs> shifting right now. Yeah. I mean, I can't help but laugh about it. You know, I, I really can't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like, let's do this. You know, I don't really have an option. Exactly. I mean, when you're the one going through it, there's something about you that knows it. Mm-hmm. And I want us to at least leave some brain space to recognize that that's reality mm-hmm. and we cannot change it. And when we can recognize that we can't change it, we can begin to accept that that's the way that it is. Yeah. We don't have to like it. We don't have to agree with it yeah. at all. Yeah. But we need to accept that's reality. We're going to think some things are in our control. And I can, oh yeah, I can change this. Can't change another person. Yeah. yeah. Much as we want to, we can't. Yeah. For me, healing in this situation is forgetting for just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, I'm down to do that. Like, at this point, I really am down to do that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know if I'm ready to turn that corner. Yeah. And I will tell you this, whatever you're feeling, allow that to be an honor. Yeah. We don't have to take action mm-hmm. on anything. Yeah. You know, no big decisions, no nothing, right? Mm-hmm. But whatever comes up is going to come up. Right. Allow it to be there. Yeah. You know, you don't have to will yourself to just move on, yeah. start dating somebody else, or do that, you know, being kind to yourself and recognizing you just got sucker punched. All yeah. right. That's going to hurt. We need to just feel what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. And whatever you feel like doing, do it. Yeah. Unblock her, block her, text her, don't text her. For right now, that's okay. Yeah. You know, there are plenty of pages in that missing piece book. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of reading, which is why yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that happens until you get to that point where you go, oh, wait, I wasn't missing anything at all. Just want to roll the way I am with this butterfly next to me. Cool. Yeah. Where at the point of all those pages in between before we get to that point. Mm-hmm. Be there. Whatever you need. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You need a shoulder to cry on? Get a shoulder and cry on. You want to go out? Go out. You yeah. want to stay in? Stay in. You're not doing anybody any wrong. Yeah. That's okay. And it sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Me too. You know, you, you've been a wreck before. You'll be a wreck for a little while. Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not okay, and that's okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, that was crazy. <laughs> was it crazy? Yes, you guys. The moment we've all been waiting for. Some of us, maybe. <laughs> some. Just kidding. Some. Some. A little bit. Okay, so he walks in. He's like, broke up with my girlfriend on Monday. Right, right away, right off the bat. Yeah, crazy. 
Poor Drew, I am sorry. Breakups suck so badly. Even if it's a, a, a good thing or a thing you saw coming, it's never easy because it's a change, it's an adjustment, and it's a loss, you know? It was interesting. He said he, said he was devastated, which was a fitting word. And then he said it was a total 180. He said that in the beginning, and then he said that again later. And the first time he said it, I was thinking to myself, yeah, like kind of was. I mean, you guys haven't been as long as far as we know, there hasn't been breakup talk all along, you know, and then he finally pulled the trigger. And then later when he said it was a total 180 in my head, I was like, was it though? Cause like she kind of sucked, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and I, I think he might've been referring later to some of the things she was saying to him about it being a 180. But as I thought about it, I was like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing is it's, it's a buildup. It's like the, the old, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back. It's not mm-hmm. that one piece of straw. It's that one piece of straw was the one that pushed it over the edge. And it's been the accumulation over time that's been happening all along. So I think that's the, it's not abrupt. And I think a lot of our listeners were, you know, kind of going, man, what the hell? The relationship doesn't sound good. He should get out of there. He should break up with her. Even though we're just hearing one side, it's still that idea of, we see it building, we see it coming because we, you know, objectively can see it in a different way where a need's not getting met, but it still feels abrupt when it happens. You don't expect that, the back to break. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, everything that he talked about, I was just like, dude, good for you. I mean, her coming back and, and then him like specifically saying, I want to spend time with you. And then her lying about, Guy's not being able to go that night <laughs> right. and then right. the next day, okay, fine, it's all right, let's hang out. And then she's like, oh, sorry, I have plans with my girlfriend. Just like, peace the fuck out. I have been her and I do that when I don't want to be with somebody. Totally. And eventually when he called her on it, she was like, from what he said was, she said, I love you, but I just can't be with you right now. Right. So she essentially pushed him to, br- to break up with her. And I've done that. Sure. And that might be, hey, when we're maintaining the status quo, that's fine and I'm good. As soon as you want something different or want something more or it has to change me, nope. Yep. I think he was recognizing as he's becoming more of an individual and more of his own piece, not needing a piece to complete him, he's maybe realizing, well, if she wants to roll with me, she's got to be her own and she's got to be cool with me. We got to be cool with each other. And yeah, I'm not cool with her, you know? And, and he said that a few times, like, yeah, it, I'm not down with that. Which I'm glad he, he said, what I want isn't what I need right now at some point. Right. I was like, been there. Yep. And that's, you know, I want what I want, but it isn't what I need. And that's absolutely, that, that happens a lot. And that's why we, we look at the difference between a want and a need. Right. You know, you might need some support. You might need that, but you don't, what you want is to feel good, reassurance, you know, something mm-hmm. like that. So there's, there's a difference there. Yeah. And then, and then Sarah work on his last day, I guess he said she was like acting all normal and she had like, te- he had, or she had texted him and he was like, what in the fuck? Why am I so trashed? And she's just fine, you know? Right. And that, that might just be what we see, you know? I, I mean, I think we've all gone through breakups. Well, I think we've all gone through breakups. Maybe we all haven't. But We have. 
I mean, not together. We didn't break up. <laughs> Remember that time you and I broke up with each other? <laughs> Man, you're a bitch. <laughs> That's for sure. You got over me so fast. Um, <laughs> sometimes when we break, when we go through a breakup, one person, they don't necessarily heal the same way or go through the process in the same way or the stages of grief at the same time. So you might see somebody looking really depressed, not leaving their house, crying, listening to love songs, watching the notebook or whatever it might be, you know, and then the other person, you know, might go out and start dating somebody right away. Right. And that's, it's just different ways of coping with what's possibly the same grief, the same hurts. It's just dealing with it differently. It is. And it's something I talk about with my clients a lot and it's very stereotypical. I know what I'm saying is very stereotypical, but there is a tendency that men can compartmentalize better. And a lot of times they can just detach easier. So while women are sitting here being like, how can he just not talk to him anymore? How come he doesn't care? How come? And again, it goes with both genders. I know that are all the different genders, but, uh, you know, I just often have that. And I'm like, girl, I know, I don't know. Cause it's happened to me multiple times where I'm just like straight Romeo and Juliet on the floor, like, no. And like the dude, the dude is like, la la la. Or yeah. I know maybe he's not, but it seems like he is. And at least on the outside he is. Well, yeah. And, and that's the thing is if you're not in a similar stage of the grief, or if you're not coping with it in the same way, it's going to look so different, you know, and it's sometimes it lines up and that's when it can be dangerous when both people are missing each other so much and feeling so sad, feeling so lonely, and then they reconnect, you know, I mean, it's, it's that old, like, oh, breakup sex is amazing. Like, yeah, but is it, or is it just like the little bandaid that feels good for a second? Well, band-aids don't feel good, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you know, he said something that definitely resonated with me. He said, I feel like she died. And I have told people this before. I don't, I think I mentioned on here. I'm not sure. But when I was much young, 20 something years ago, I had a boyfriend that OD'd. And that was probably the easiest quote unquote breakup I've ever gone through because it is almost easier that way. In a way, when someone is gone, sometimes there's nothing we can do. Where are they? What are they doing? What are they thinking? Like, why don't they love me? Like, there's none of that's there. Well, and, and a lot of that turns inward. Why don't they love me? The next question is usually what's wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Why am I unlovable? And that's something even Drew earlier was saying, I could have done this. I could have done that. I could have done this. And then later in the session goes, I couldn't have done anything differently. I was fine. And that's it's so true. But in, in those moments when the person is still there, just choosing not to love us back the way we want to be loved, it's devastating. Yeah. I remember a breakup in my 20s where I went to see a therapist and I had barely eaten in a couple of days. I couldn't sleep. I was a wreck. And I, I think I was kind of like fetal position on her couch crying and just like devastated and broken. And I really felt broken. <laughs> and, you know, she did uh, EMDR, which is a method to help get through a trauma. Um, we could talk about that some other time. And uh, as we were processing it, I started to kind of come back out of it. And she reached in her mini fridge and handed me some bologna and yoohoo. <laughs> You're like, do you have a four-year-old? 
That's amazing. <laughs> right? Right. And at the time, it wasn't like, uh, yo, can I get some uh, organic fennel and avocado? It was sure, like, uh, sure. Yoohoo and bologna is delicious. Thank you. Oh, what a lovely therapist. Yeah, sometimes we just, we can get shattered and we feel like the whole yeah. world is collapsing. And for Drew, he even said it, that he feels like he's at ground zero starting over again because he's got to find a new, he's got no job, no girlfriend, uh, no place to live. You know, it's like hitting it on all fronts, right? Yep. And then he also mentioned that he said, I'm bad at giving people space. And I thought, yeah, that's such a tough one because I, and I think, again, a lot of people can relate. Do we play the game, quote unquote, where we just don't talk to them and then they want to talk to us? Do we do what's best for us and cut them off completely? Do we have a little connection? Do I mean, every single situation's different, of course, but the not knowing just even how to, you know, in the good old days, it was like, well, do you call and leave a message on their answering machine at home or not? <laughs> like that was it. Right. Now, do you, do you post something on their Instagram? Do you text them directly? Right. right. Do you post something hoping they see that you're out having fun? God damn it. It's a lot. And I get, I get that he has a hard time and I hope he has, I mean, I think he has other people to support him, but. Yeah. And we, we were talking about that too, because he brought up something that you caught several times in earlier episodes when he says things like everybody leaves. Mm -hmm. It's not everybody. And I think I even said to him, look, some of the things I'll tell you right now are not going to land because you're hurt, yep. you know, and you're going to spin through and circle and cycle through the stages of, of grief and loss so rapidly. Sometimes it's not a linear process. So you go yep. through that and, you know, he's even going to have moments where he gets really angry and hates her. Oh, one of the other things I thought was interesting. So he was thinking, should I take some time away from her? And then when she did it, he ended up not doing it. Then she did it. And then he's not okay. And he's, you know, he's okay, but he's super sad. A lot of times there is ego involved in that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ego and control. If I'm controlling it, then it's okay. It's my choice. If it's happening to me, I have no control. That's not okay. You know, and we just feel like we're untethered and, and we don't know what, and the rug got pulled out from under us. But he has been talking about taking some space for himself and really strengthening himself. He's been talking about that for a while. Yeah. And he was the one who packed up and pieced out. And then she gets to be like, ah, I'm sorry, I don't want to be with you anymore. Right. Which, which makes, makes you wonder, is he doing that as a, I don't necessarily want to say a maneuver or a ploy, but as a learned behavior that when he does that, mm -hmm. the person that's pulling away will now come back closer. So if he does that, she'll come back. You know, it's, it's calling the bluff. Yeah, it's not uncommon too. It, and we definitely shall see. Totally. I mean, I've had clients that tell me about, you know, they break up and get back together all the time. You know, you go, well. <laughs> sure. It's the worst fucking thing ever. That relationship that I know oh too well. Ugh. And that's, you know, some people have asked, when is it a, a good time to go to couples counseling? Like, well, that's a good time. If you're breaking up and getting back together all the time, then yeah, that means there's an issue there that's actually not being addressed. You're just dealing with the, the little details and the little content that's happening while it's happening. You're not dealing with your overall process of things, right? Yeah. When should you finally break up? If you keep breaking up and getting back together, that's when you should just break up. <laughs> or, you know, strengthen yourself and really look at yourself. 
Yes. And by the way, you guys, cutest story ever. But my sister, when we were in our 20s, my sister had a boyfriend. They ended up breaking up. They both got, went their separate ways, got remarried, had kids. And then they both got divorced and married each other 20 something years later. So it's that if it's meant to be, it'll be thing. Sure. Like, does anyone want to wait 20 years? No, but it really will. I mean, it's so cute. But I I bet neither one of them, you know, actually believes we should have stayed together that first time. No, they do not. There's jokes about it. Sure. Like... But no, because it wouldn't have worked, honestly, if they had stayed together. There's no fucking way. Totally. I'm a big everything happens for a reason person. And then also sometimes not, but mostly, yeah, <laughs> if that was if that was clear. Right. Well, that's something I, I, I've said to him before, where it's not that everything happens for a reason. It's that we can make a reason from anything happening. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Same difference, right? right? Of course, the, like... Yeah, I'm going to make a reason out of anything. If my horoscope is accurate on a day that I like what it says, then, <laughs> oh, astrology is all fucking all-knowing. Sure. I, I think for me, that idea of a reason for something happening answers the question, why? And we can have faith or trust in, in that. And we go, okay, well, that's why that happened. But sometimes there isn't an explanation. However, we can make a reason from whatever happened to give it that reason and that purpose, and that's a way to move forward. Doesn't necessarily answer why it happened, because some of these things, we won't be able to answer why this happened, but we can answer, well, what do I do now? How do I move forward now? Yeah, when when death started being a part of my life, that is when I started believing that, because there was no other way for me to get through it. I had to have the, well, why, you know, what's the reason behind this? I don't know, but like, I'm going to create a reason for it, because otherwise I'm just stuck. Yeah, that, that's the reason for. And I think that's, right. well, not the reason for, that's the reason from. Or, yes, and that's, that's exactly. That's why it's the semantics of it. It's the, what are you going to do going forward with this? How do you do this? And there's, you know, another saying that I, I threw on him. It's from a book called The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck. And I, I paraphrase this all the time, that it's the, the definition of love that I, has resonated the most with me over the years. And that's the dedication to yours and another's personal growth. And if you each have that and you reciprocate that, then that means you're dedicated to your own, you're dedicated to theirs, and they are too. And that's, to me, a very loving relationship. So you're each growing and you're growing together and allowing the other person to grow. Right. One of the things that he also said was, was like a big part of, first he talked about how he, he thought he told her too much about himself and he, had, he shouldn't have opened up so much about some of the dark shit. And that speaks more to what he needs which is emotional support. And so as soon as you guys start talking about that, I'm thinking to myself, well, then why are you talking about, well, let's see what happens. Like maybe we'll get back together. Maybe it's not over. Maybe now is not the right time. It sounds like she's not the right girl. And I say that with, yes, I wholeheartedly believe people can change, but that's a big missing piece right there. Huh, get it? Missing piece. <laughs> right. And I think that idea for him is... Yeah, it hurts because there's just going to be a hole. And that's the stages of grief that we go through and loss. We're going to spin through all this, you know? So he's going to have moments of, man, I could have done this. I could have done that. I should have done this. Something's wrong with me. And man, something's wrong with her. Man, why was I even with her in the first place? Like it, it's, it's a tough, tough thing. And 
you know, there, there's no, there's no real good way to go through it. You know, I, I've heard amicable break, breakups before, you know, some people do that and they break up and it's not devastating and it's mutually agreed upon and it's, you know, it works but for the most part. And I, I said this in the episode too, that we don't really practice or get experience with goodbye. Most of our life, we experience something as, as a bad buy, you know? And he even said like, yeah, I was like, why don't you yell at me? Why don't you do something? You know, he was looking for push me to leave, you know, like give me a reason. And it was, oh, wait, the reason is my need isn't getting met that you lied to me about going out for a girl's night. It's not a girl's night, right? Totally. And that was the thing he mentioned that he overlooked a lot of her issues. Now, I think we all take each other with a grain of salt for good, bad, whatever. But there is a difference between that and overlooking certain things where to the point where like we're actually being disrespected. Right. And staying in it because we're afraid to not be in it. And he referred to her as his best friend. And I kind of just want to be like, is she though? She's your best friend in maybe that she you spend most of your time with her and that's going to be gone. But she doesn't sound like she treats you like a best friend. Yeah. And I, and I think this is opportunity for him and where, you know, he would say it, it's, yeah, it's just going to leave a hole. Like, right. Now we have an opportunity to fill that hole with what truly nourishes us. And I love using that word nourish. And I'll say that to clients a lot. Like what nourishes you? You know, what actually feeds your soul, your belly, your heart, your mind, like that's the stuff to look for. When we're just looking at what's physically attractive to me, what creates a chemical reaction and gives me that oxytocin hit. And I, I'm, yeah, I want that chemical. Like, right. okay, you could want that, but what actually gives you that nourishment? Yeah, totally. And I think that's so cute at the end. I think you guys set it together. I'm not sure. Eventually he'll be rolling with the butterfly, but and then I think you said, but you have to get through all the pages in between. And I was like, oh yeah, you do. That's so yeah. great. Yeah. And by the way, Drew and anyone else, you might go through that fucking, all those pages and chapters many times in your life. Yeah. And that's to me, that's the crux of life. It's the journey, not the destination. It's all the pages in between. It's not yep. the start of the book. It's not the end of the book. It's, you know, the book itself. So deep, Doug. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Drew. I know this sucks, but, yeah. you know, let's see what happens next week. Yeah, he'll get through it. I think if he goes to therapy and starts talking to somebody about it, he'll do totally. all Totally. Right. I bet he'll find some genius. It'll be amazing. Yeah, or just stick with, you know, what's good enough. Exactly. <laughs> Status quo. Um, okay. So yeah, we will, uh, see what happens next week. So if you have any thoughts or feelings or questions, you know where to find us. Yeah. Please, uh, run to our Facebook group. You can leave a comment on the discussion thread for this episode and we'll address it. We'll see you. No, we won't see you. You'll see us on the lives and we'll talk at you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.